0: okay hello podcast hello periscope twitter i'm your host robert butler welcome to this edition of sports scope on this 27th day edition of sports scope on this friday wanting to go over uh what's happened this week in the nfl world with those thanksgiving games and we're at a time of year where there's going to be more talk about head coaching vacancies, and I've talked about the college guys before that would be possibly candidates. We all know about, you know, Oklahoma, Florida coach, uh, all those guys. But let's talk about some NFL assistants and potential uh, job openings for those potential assistant interviews. Also want to talk about the – Obviously, the job opens and the assistance that nobody's really thinking about. Somebody tweeted out one of the NFL reporters as well. Jim Harbaugh, what is his biggest issue? He lost again today to Iowa State, Matt Campbell. Uh, So we'll talk about him. May even get into a little bit. We'll do the NFL Week 12 uh, preview of next week. May get into a little bit of that Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight, but first, let me talk about this for a second, okay? Hit Shield. Anybody ever see the movie Concussion with Will Smith? True story about NFL players having a brain condition called CTE caused by repeating blows to the head. Concussion episodes, there have been... Has been an invention that reduces the impact by 85%, called Hit Shield. That's H-I-T-T-S-H-I-E-L-D. Created in 2016 by Don Krifsky, ba- who has a background in ballistics, by using material and bulletproof vests that looks like a fashionable, adjustable skull cap that can be used uh, not just under football helmets, but baseball caps, cycling, skateboard, horseback riding, soccer for 79.99 now you say Robert that is sounds like a uh, pretty expensive well you know like I said the other day and talking about hit shield well what if you uh, have a head injury and you go to the uh, the emergency room and you got a $50 copay likely you have to pay uh, wait there for three hours you got to pay for your prescription and what you know if you have a symptom if you um if you have um reoccurring symptoms then it go and you have to go back to the doctor and pay all those fees again when you could just pay eighty dollars one time a hit shield if you put in coupon code sports scope at hitshield.com you get 10 percent off i've ordered two today again that would be a great Christmas present. You can go to Hit Shield with two Ts, H-I-T-T, S-H-I-E-L-D, coupon Cold, Sports Scope, get 10% off. It would make a great uh would make a great Christmas present. Uh, there's many testimonials, demonstrations where Dan's brother Hits himself with a hammer with his hand under hit Shield. No broken bones, no broken skin, no bruises. So, again, that is Hitshield.com, H-I-T-T-S-H-I-E-L-D, coupon code scope, just like it is in my show for 10% off. Okay, now, all right, job openings. Okay, we already know about Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be open. Uh, did you guys see those? Yeah, you can make them for bicycles as well. Uh, bicycle helmet, put it under a basic helmet. Uh, but anyways, okay. Anybody see that Detroit game? Uh, the team quit on Matt Patricia. I've been saying that all year. Uh, Matt Stafford, the two of the mats should be gone. Matt Stafford, very nonchalant in that last drive, going up the field there. Team has quit on this guy. The week before that, they were shut out. Uh, they normally play really well on these Detroit, on these uh, Detroit Detroit Thanksgivings, right? So I think that job is going to be opening. and Rappaport said there's a possibility, depending on how they play, that his days are numbered as a Detroit line head coach. So we know Atlanta's open. Raheem Morris hasn't done anything to impress anybody. We know Houston R- Romeo Cornell, seventy three years old. He's been fired twice. That is not a good interim hire. I know they beat uh, Detroit. That's not saying much. Yeah, they did beat the Patriots, but you know the Patriots are decimated. So you've got Atlanta, you've got Houston. Everybody and their brothers talking about the Jets. Perhaps uh, Adam Gase likely to be gone. Jacksonville. And a wild card would be the L.A. Chargers. Uh, like Anthony Lane as a person, but they're like, what are they, one in seven now, one score games? They simply can't hold leagues and they can't finish games. I think that could be a potential. So, all right, so you look at these guys, uh, you know, if you look at a team like the Jets, say, for instance, you have a lot of money in cap room. I think you have the most money, over $100 million in cap room for the Jets. They have the number one pick if the draft were held today, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Sam Darnold would be trade bait. So you would have Joe Douglas. He's already traded away an an asset, and they got a first-round pick from the Seattle Seahawks for Jamal Adams. Plus, they can trade Sam Darnold for a potential second-round pick. And go out and get another coach. So that looks like a, a very desirable job on paper. You have a generational talent potential if you can talk them into coming, Trevor Lawrence, and you have a um, a, a clean slate as far as cap room. So that would be a desirable job on paper. All right, I mentioned Jacksonville. Uh, there's a good chance that their coach is probably going to get let go. $97 million in cap space, likely get the number two or number three pick. Uh, the downside of them is they don't really have a good cap space. Uh, Dabble Sweeney would be a good college guy. So, though we talked about Detroit, uh, I would do away with 32-year-old Matt Stafford. He is uh, seems to be... Uh, seems to be quitting on the team. He needs to change the scenery, you know. I didn't like him taking all those knees in the game. You know, all that stuff looks great when you're winning, but every little thing about somebody uh, when they're losing like that annoys me. So, anyways, Atlanta, you got agent Matt Ryan. Uh, you still have a decent – I mean, you got Julio you probably need to dump. You got Matt Ryan. So, they, they're going to have some money on the cap room. They got a number one receiver in Calvin Ridley they got a fair offensive line. they got some holes on defense there. I would not take Raheem Morris. Maybe you go out, trade at Matt Ryan, go out and get you another quarterback through free agency or whatnot. So that would be pretty good, but it's not as good as these other jobs on paper. Detroit, you have a trade piece. The Jets, you have a lot of money. Houston, okay. Now Houston and potential Chargers job, You've got, you know, uh, a franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. So Houston's going to be a desirable job. You can trade possibly J.J. Watt. Okay. Okay, so now let's talk assistants. We've already talked about like Dabo and, and possibly the Florida coach, all those guys. Okay. Now this guy, Brian Staley, this is a guy I personally criticized. Here And, of course, I talked about the Chargers with Herbert and everybody. Uh, these guys, now they have pieces on defense. Uh, you can make the argument to keep Anthony Lynn because they have Joey Bosa. Uh, Derwin James has been hurt. Uh, and Melvin Ingram has been injured. Plus, you've got Keenan Allen. you got Mike Williams. You've got Hunter Henry. You've got a fair offensive line. You can use some more guard play there. They probably could use an upgrade at running back to help out on Austin Eckler, who has also been injured. But yes, Justin Herbert's bucking for Rookie of the Year. You've got a good quarterback there, potentially. He's going to win Rookie of the Year, the way I'm seeing it now, because Burrow got hurt. But that is a potential. Okay, possible assistance. Now, I personally criticized this guy when Sean McVay brought him on. But if anybody's seen the game Sunday night, this Brandon Staley, uh, 38-year-old defensive coordinator for the Rams. Uh, The Rams fired a long-time coordinator. He's a long-time in the NFL. I think he was on there for a few years. Uh, Wade Phillips, excellent but very predictable, was one of my critiques. According to Bill Belichick, he knew exactly what he was going to do. Now, this guy has had... You know, Aaron Donald and, of course, Jalen Ramsey, best defensive tackle, best cover corner in the game. Uh, They are first in yards allowed in defense. They're second in points allowed, only behind Pittsburgh, Uh, having played great offenses like Seattle and Tampa. Like Joe Judge, this guy has only been a coordinator for a few. uh, This is his first actual full year as a defensive coordinator, but he's very impressive. Uh, he gives defenses or offenses different looks. Uh, they don't make hardly any mistakes. He virtually has the same players that Wade Phillips had last year. Remember, Ramsey was traded in the middle of the season last year before the trade deadline. So Brandon Staley is a very young guy. I'm 39. He's 38. He would have to do a Joe Judge thing like I talked about last week. He would have to knock the owners dead knock a general manager and a president off their chart, knock them dead with his uh, salesmanship, his appeal, uh, uh, his vision, kind of like a Mike Tomlin did. I talked about that the other day with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin was basically a Rooney Rule interview. But uh, So Brandon Staley will be a guy that's going to get interviewed whether he gets hired or not, it depends on how much he sells himself in the interview. But that Rams defense is playing so well that he will. And Rams could go to the Super Bowl again, guys. I mean, I can't rule them out as good as they played on Monday night. I know their left tackle Whitworth is out. I don't think offensively they're going to be able to hang in there long term. I don't think golf can make that. But their defense, if they don't get golf hurt, and they have a fair running game. This guy's defense can carry this team all the way to the Super Bowl, and uh, it, it was he will have to knock it dead in the interview because of his youth and inexperience. Okay, uh, other potential guys. Okay, now this guy should have got interviewed was a potential head coach last year. Eric B. Enemy. Okay, Eric B. Enemy. Now, he's an older coach, okay? He is uh, 51. He's the offensive coordinator two years with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, been, in, been in head coaching for 18 years. Now, of course, you got Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. They got the number one team in points this year. Number one offensive team in passing yards. Plus, he has... The Andy Reid stamp of approval. Former coaches who um, former coaches who coached under Andy Reid. He has a heck of a coaching tree. Listen to this, Pickles. John Harbaugh, Super Bowl winner, Baltimore Ravens. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl win, winner, Philadelphia Eagles. Ron Rivera, Super Bowl appearance, two-time defensive coach or uh, coach of the year. Uh, Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills, uh, got Buffalo to the playoffs last year. They're going to win the AFC East this year, I'm thinking. So other duds who have coached under uh, Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo has been fired twice as a head coach. Pat Schirmer has been fired twice as a head coach. Pat Schirmer was the former coach of the Giants when they were complete train wreck a few years ago. Todd Bowles has been fired. Now, Bowles is doing a really good job as a defensive coordinator. Brad Childress, pretty decent coordinator, not a great head coach. He did win some with Minnesota uh, in that 2009 team with with Brett Favre. But Childress was just okay. He wasn't as premium. Uh, Andy Reid, we talked about this before, he's a great teacher. His assistants do well. He worked under a great coach, a great teacher. Um, Yeah, Jim Harbaugh, I'm going to talk about his issues here just a little bit. Uh, So, and and he's probably going to be a candidate as well. But Eric B. Enemy, I think his time is now. He would be the first guy in the NFL side, Pickles. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, uh, pending some major injury. I still think Kansas City, I like them slightly to get over the Steelers out of the AFC. So Eric Bieniemy um, didn't get it last year. Going to get more offers this year. Now, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm taking my time. Uh, he should be the top guy as far as uh, NFL assistants. Now, what is the best job? You ask. Okay, well, you got to look at who, who's the best owner to work for. All right. Well, the Chargers have an excellent roster. I Probably the Chargers, because of what they have, uh, the Jets have a lot on paper, too. Now, if you got a guy like Eric Bien-Mini, uh the Chargers have decent ownership, of course. Um, a lot of these guys, now the Spanos family, now they've got a really good GM with the Chargers. You also want to look at the uh, the potential to work with a great quarterback and Joe Douglas seems to be a fairly good GM. He's only been there about a year or so. Uh, the Jets now, if I'm Eric B. enemy, okay, who am I working with? He's working with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, okay. So could you go to work for Joe Douglas with the Jets and the war, uh, or or? You have a ready-made roster with a young quarterback already on a rookie quarter uh, contract with the LA Chargers. So the Jets have had a uh, bad reputation of ownership, but the general managership looks good. the um, uh, The cap looks good there. Everything else looks good but the, but the uh, what's his name, Woodson or whatever. I can't remember the last name of that that family there. I don't really care for that son there with the Jets. And, of course, Atlanta, if I'm the enemy, I wouldn't take Atlanta because then you're going to have to do something with Matt Ryan and you're going to have to lose again next year. So the Chargers would be, that would be the first team that I would go after. Uh, Houston, now Houston's already got a quarterback you know you can win with. Yeah, uh, they need some pieces on defense. Maybe they. I think possibly my thing is the enemy would probably be, probably be the Chargers. Now this other guy, this Brandon Staley. Make sure I'm not missing anybody here. Okay, so those are the two guys off the top. Okay, other other uh, player, uh, other coaches who have been mentioned. This year, guys, okay, right here out of Nashville. Uh, pickles, Arthur Smith, Tennessee, uh, eighth in points scored, fifth in rushing, 21st in passing. Ryan Tannehill, seventh in QBR. Last year, uh, red zone offense is amazing for Tennessee. Uh, teams really taken off under Arthur Smith. Now, that's two years. In the league, as as a D, uh, offensive coordinator, the offense seems to get be getting better and better. They've had a couple forty point games with the Ron Tannehill. Ron Tannehill's stats are better than they were with um, with Adam Gase. Ron Tannehill is um, the team's overall stats is good with Arthur Smith. So Smith Smith is a guy that you know. He, he he keeps me guessing as a as a fan of the game. So this guy, he's 38. Also, he's a young guy. Now, I love the red zone offense. So this Arthur Smith and the red zone offense, he's going to get an interview. Do I like him over Eric enemy? No, but he's also the same age as this Brandon Staley guy. It's all about the interview. Okay, another one more number number four. Okay. Brian DeBall. Brian DeBall is the offensive coordinator for Buffalo. If you look at what Madermick's done, who also worked under Andy Reid, this guy's 45 years old, been around the league for a while, won a national championship as an offensive coordinator with Alabama. Uh, You look at Josh Allen's completion percentage, it's 68% this year. It was 58 last year. It was 56 his last two years in uh, in college, Josh Allen. So Buffalo, uh, Brian DeBall, would be a wild card. Now, he's 45. He's a little older. He's been around for a while. He has coached in uh, championship teams before. He would be fourth, though. I, I don't know. I like the enemy over him. And, of course, uh, this guy from the Rams, this Brandon Staley guy, he may actually get over uh, DeBall. Now, DeBall, uh, you, Allen ha- has, has, has just those type of jumps from Allen are tremendous. And a lot of that is with the offensive coordinator. Uh, Allen will seem to be a bust coming out of college, a lot of his Uh, I was not one of those people. I liked the guy out of college. He reminded me of Ben Roethlisberger. I knew he had a low completion percentage. Now they've got pieces around him. They've got a running game around him, Michael Walters. So, you know, he's Arthur Smith, Brian DeBall, Eric B. Enemy, and Brandon Staley are the NFL assistants. Now, of course, Dabo Swinney would be money. Uh, the head coach there, uh, I can't remember his name, but the one from Florida, I like him personally. I think he's been around for a while, pushing 45, 50 years old. Don't uh, Now, some people have mentioned the offensive coordinator for the uh, Carolina Panthers. I think his name's like Joe Brady. I think he is a little too wet behind the ears. I'm not quite sure if he's ready for this type of job. But if I'm a team like a Houston, like a L.A. Chargers, like a Jacksonville, like a Jets, a lot of these teams are going to have high draft picks, everybody. You got to look at it this way. They're going to have, uh, especially the Jets and the, uh, okay, do you have a quarterback? You had to ask yourself, can I get along with the owner and the general manager, and do you have a quarterback? The Houston Texans have a quarterback, but they don't have, they need draft capital. They don't have a first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. So they trade J.J. Watt. You trade maybe Whitley Merciless. You're going to have a bad defense. You want to have some interior offensive line. You're going to be having to play outscore some people. So they'll probably be better off, you know, just protecting Watson next year and realizing the defense is still going to be bad, but we're going to get better draft picks. we got to get through next year because of, the disastrous the Bill O'Brien that the ownership let him have. So, that is going to be one of the things about Texans. But the Chargers seems like the best job if they fire Anthony Lynn. Now, I can make, again, I can make an argument to keep Anthony Lynn at least one more year because, again, uh, injuries at safety, Darwin James, Melvin Ingram's been out, Joey Bosa's been in and out, uh, Austin Eckler's been hurt. So you can make those uh, arguments. But then again, they went through multiple offensive coordinators last year. Uh, they can't win one-score games. A lot of that is coaching and situational football. Uh, not sure if the Chargers – Chargers would be a good job to get, though. Other than, you know, the, the, the L.A. and the, the high state tax and everything. But I could see a guy like an Arthur Smith. They would need a more of an offensive coach there. They've got defensive pieces. Uh, the only defensive coach I've got here is Brandon Staley. A- and the wild card—I didn't even write this one down, guys. But uh, Allen, uh, Dennis Allen from the uh, from the from the Saints. He's done a really good job with their defense. He, I like him. Yeah, the very high state tax in California. I mean, those are, you know, not so much in Houston, but that's a great team to play for. I hear that general manager is really good up there. Uh, so I, I think, you know, that's one negative, and you got about four positives there with the Chargers. But that being said, you never know. Uh, the Jets, they have a lot of money, and they got a top pick, and they got another quarterback they can trade. So same thing with the Jaguars. Jaguars have a bad fan base. And it's just a kind of a crappy town. Uh, but, you know, East Rutford, New Jersey. You know, remember the Jets almost got to the Super Bowl about nine or ten years ago. Uh, they got to the AFC Championship game, I want to say, two times. So they're not as bad as people think they are. I think their fan base is a little rabid. So that's just something to think about, guys, because, you know, I've um, been reading about that. But I definitely think the the, the Lions need to make a change there at that position. Okay. Let's see in other news. Okay, okay, Jim Harbaugh, Iowa. Iowa State, Matt Campbell. He might get talked about because he's such a good coach. But I don't know. I think I'd keep him in college for a little while. Uh, Michigan goes down again. Uh, you know, The thing about it is there's an old saying in life. My dad used to tell me this all the time. You are the company you keep. Now, that saying is normally for uh, a kid that's hanging out with good kids or bad kids. Uh, That's what your parents tell you in high school, right? But it's also um, part of being a good coach. It's part of being a good manager. It's part of being a good business owner. You got to have good employees you got to have good assistants. you got to have good players around you. If you're a uh, – I was just – you know, by the way, everybody, I don't know about you all, but I've been watching Last Dance again on Netflix, and Michael Jordan didn't win until he got Scotty Pippen. He didn't win until he – he needs some assistance, you know. Uh, he said, you know what, Rodman was hard on me years ago in Detroit, but yeah, I know this guy gets you 15 rebounds a game. We need a Dennis Rodman in it. And then Robin's like, you know, I do stuff that Michael and Scotty can't do. You know, so I'm looking back, everybody. Uh, David Shaw would be a good coach, too. Uh, Anyways, okay, you guys remember how good Jim Harbaugh was at Stanford? They had one loss his last year at Stanford. Uh, He had um, went to the 49ers, got them to the Super Bowl. Listen to the staff that he had um with that team okay yeah david shaw he's still the head coach for the stanford shaw since harbaugh left the 49ers stanford has gone 60 and this is a this is about a year old um article i got off espn this is back in 2016 he's even better than this but i'm just using this for an example okay so he had david shaw on that staff right Shaw takes over Stanford. They've won six uh, t- uh, three pack, 12 titles in six years. He had DJ Durkin, very hardcore, rugged, good recruiter, fiery guy. Now, he got fired for pushing his players too hard. One player died in Maryland, but he's that kind of guy. Derek Mason, great defensive coach, not so much a great head coach. Willie Taggart, excellent. Excellent recruiter. Didn't turn out to be a great coach, but an excellent recruiter. Got the Florida State job a little too big. Uh, let's see. Other. Vic Vangio. He's the head coach of the Denver Broncos now. Very good defense, defensive guy. Pep Hamilton. Has, and Greg Roman. Greg Roman's Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens. He's been talked about for head coaching job. Ravens have kind of fell off. So you see those kind of assistants there. Look at what he's got now. Don Brown is that? That's it. Uh, that's the defensive coordinator. Been around for a hundred years. Probably not a great recruiter. So you look at that. You got to have the company you keep. And I think most coaches, unlike Nick Saban, they will hire a guy and ask you, "What do you bring to the team?" Nick Saban says, "We have a program, and we want you to fit this mold." Can you fit the mode from what we want to do? Nick Saban has uh, brought in a different uh, hold on everybody. I've got to change out my, my podcast here. I get on these tangents and uh recorded. So Nick Saban, and you guys seen that that um, seen that documentary between Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. That's what say he loses assistance every single Belichick loses assistance every year too. Not like Saban. Saban says, I want a young guy that's hungry. I want a guy, he might be older, but long as he fits the mold for what we want, for what basically what he wants, then I can get him going in the right direction. So uh, Harbaugh started becoming successful between Stanford, one loss in his last year, beat the crap out of USC that year. Then he goes to the Super Bowl with the 49ers. Now he's lost those assistants. He hasn't replaced those assistants. Now he's going to be out of a job. So he has to look and say, okay, how's Saban doing it? Saban says, okay, I, we we want we want you to coach this way. Can you handle this? Can you handle responsibilities? Everybody's passed the freaking test. Everybody. Uh, if you're a good coach or a good recruiter, uh, you, you, you've fallen out with another school like a um, – I don't know. The guy was a coach of Washington, uh, Steve whatever his name is. I can't think of his name right now, but he used to be coach of USC of Washington, so he comes in. He does well with Lane Kiffin. He was a cast-off at another school. He, he wants you to coach a certain way, but he realizes that if, as long as you're a good worker with Saban and you can take his tough demands, you can coach well. But he doesn't one of these guys that goes out and says, okay, this guy does this well. Steve Sarkeesian, thank you, pickles. Yeah, people like him, people like Lane Kiffin, uh, even Butch Jones. He he, he and that's what Jim Harbaugh, as smart as Jim Harbaugh is, he hasn't figured that out. He's just saying, I'm gonna get a guy that's good here, get his guy that's good there, and I want them to do their own thing. Other words, he wants a coach to do their own thing, I think. Saban says, no, I want you to do the thing I want you to do. As long as you can handle it, I'll let you do it. If you get out of line, I'll I'll chew you out on the sideline. You know, like he has with, with Nick Saban or uh, uh, Lane Kiffin, excuse me, for throwing the ball when they were way up in the game. Uh so you know, another thing that I read a lot about college coaching is you, you have to have a balance of good X's and old guys, guys, and then you had to have good recruiters. Like DJ Durkin's a really good recruiter. I think he's actually back at Alabama now. So you want guys that are really good salespeople. Like me, I'd be a good salesperson. I'd just hype you up on the program. Then you want a good X's is an old guy. You want like an old school guy. Like this guy, what's his name? Don Brown? Yeah, Don Brown is an, he's, he's almost your age, Pickles, like 50. Uh, but he's one of the be- but he's not a good recruiter. He's an older coach. But he's a, tech, a very tactical defensive mind, great defensive coordinator. So Harbaugh's likely going to be out of a job, uh, probably should take a year off uh, and, and and get a um, – he should probably take a year off and reevaluate how he's going about hiring staff because he's fallen off a cliff. All of his players, all of his star coaches are gone. They've all got head coaching jobs. They've got better – uh position things and and he has to reevaluate this guy ain't forgot how to coach he works hard i've seen the the documentary on the 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 michigan football team the uh the thing to come on amazon prime a few years ago goes through the entire season they do it for the pro all or nothing uh they got some it's very good amazon Prime. so he tells you how intense this guy very family-oriented but he's not worth seven million a year, okay? Other news, just in, in case I forget that. I will go to the games here in a minute. Uh, a lot of people's talking about Todd Herman. Uh, okay, Todd Herman has lost to Iowa State. Matt Campbell. Now this guy is now Texas. Uh, Texas. He's a forty-five. He's a, still a fairly young guy. He worked under Urban Meyer. I simply think that this guy, Tom Herman from Texas, the job is too big for him. Uh, well, I think it was too big for Charlie. Strong. If Texas, which they got the pockets for, if you're a Texas fan, Michael, I don't know if, Michael, if you're a Texas fan or not, my friend from Texas, do, would you want Urban Meyer for five years? Because that's all you're getting from. He, he gets burned out after five years. He goes, but, but, to deliver a championship. That's the question. Would you want a guy like an Urban Meyer for five years? That's what I would ask myself. Uh, I think he is definitely on the hot seat. He's been there since two thousand seventeen, um, uh, and Jim Harbaugh's been there since like fifteen. So, so those are two guys that are being talked about today: Todd Herman uh, and uh, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Work on your staff, my friend. Work on your staff. Okay. Getting into the games of this week. Okay. So Thursday, like I said, Detroit completely quit. Dallas, you got to get younger on the offensive line. Uh, Zach Martin's going to be out about three weeks. You got another offensive line going to be out three weeks uh you gotta you gotta trade one of those receivers okay when the new year starts over preferably i would trade amari cooper and maybe uh, keep everybody but cd lamb try to do something with with uh, uh Ezekiel elliott's contract uh have the option to bring back Dak if you want to uh i, I personally i would probably use the draft to assess those other needs including defensive back and secondary but uh you know i could see them bringing back Dak prescott use the draft pick up those players um looks like people are buying in you're just having too many injuries in the offensive line here lately now some of your players will be fine on the offensive line but i do think that um Dallas still mathematically has a chance. I think this division is going to be between my comeback player of the year, Alex Smith, and that defensive line for Washington. And uh, I think that the Giants, Joe Judge, uh, I think I may have been wrong about Joe Judge, Uh, that defense right there. Yeah, Smith, they need a quarterback too. They're going to do away with Haskins. Washington needs a quarterback. Now, Smith is a comeback player of the year. But he's going to get caught. He's just a temporary stopgap quarterback. They're probably going to trade Haskins. I think those rumors were right. Uh, but they're in it. I think it's going to be between the Giants and this Washington team, okay? Uh, does Philadelphia still have a chance technically? Yes. I don't think they're going to win this week, though. they got to play Seattle. Seattle beat them twice last year. They are a team that that is getting healthy, getting a little bit of a pass rush. Seattle, Jamal Adams back. Got Carlos Dunlap there. I think they play well. And they beat this uh, Philadelphia team, which is going to put Philadelphia another game back. And again, again, I said they need, I would start Hurts, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, but I would use him like the Saints use Taysen Hill. I just would. So I definitely like that. It's going into that game, kind of going a little backwards here. So I, I, like, I like Seahawks to win that game. Now, Packers, Packers-Bears, like I said, Mitch Trubisky going to be back. Don't think it makes a big difference. A little bit more athletic, but Packers always matched up well with them, like the Packers in that big game. Okay, uh, Chiefs-Tampa. Now, now Ta- uh, Chiefs are, are uh, they're underdogs. They're favorites on the road, 55 over and under. It's going to be a 330 game. Great fantasy game there. For, uh, I think Trubisky is supposed to be back. I don't know what y'all are saying. I, I keep hearing that he will be back. Uh, he'll be back Sunday. But going to uh, Kansas City and Tampa. Now, Tampa does have a cornerback was out. Tampa did play Monday. I got a gut feeling, everybody, that Tampa's going to give them a heck of a game and it's going to come down to one score. I think Kansas City might take these guys a little too lightly because the way they got beat the other night. But I do think Kansas City is going to win. But I think it's going to be very tight. I think it may go with Tampa. But I'm not uh, sold on that yet because they, they do have some injuries, Tampa. So, But I do think this is going to be a really good game. It's going to be much tighter than people think it's going to be. But I think that Kansas City will eventually be able to win this game. If Kansas City gets too cute on that defense and gets – Sometimes Kansas City, in the great Patrick Mahomes, he gets too comfortable back there, and he could turn the ball over, and this Buccaneers defense can win. I don't think it'll happen. Use Clyde Air was hilarious. Use, uh, use your tight end across the middle. Short passing. Uh, use what the Saints did is exactly what the Rams did, and you should be fine. Just kind of got a gut feeling. It might be a little tighter than one would think. Normally, you would think this would be a 10-point-plus game for Kansas City. Just don't see it being that way. But I still think Kansas City finds a way to win the game. Going backwards. Going backwards. Rams 49ers. Uh, Cal Shanahan has played Sean McVay really well. Sean McVay played Monday night. Cal Shanahan's coming off of a... Uh, did they play last week? Yeah, they did play. Uh, or no, I think they had a bye week, didn't they? 49ers. But either way, I, I, I think this is going to be a pretty tight game. I think, the, I think the Rams pull away at the end. They just don't have enough talent with the 49ers. Uh, you still got your starting quarterback out, and you still got George Kittle is out. Okay, upset. Upset, Pickles. Upset of the day. All right. Saints-Broncos uh the the lowest elevation team pickles to the highest elevation team uh good defense they've been playing inspired they played inspired last week they're still at home Denver and you know I will say this Tayson Hill Tayson Hill played at BYU so he's familiar as a quarterback for playing up there in Denver But uh, the fact that the Saints, coming from that altitude, and the Broncos... Now, you can throw on the Saints, but you can't hardly run on the Saints. So, it looks like Jerry Judy will play. Noah Fain will play. Tim Patrick. And you look at the Broncos' pass rush. Vic Vangio's defense. A.J. Boye's back. uh, Bradley Chubb. Um, I'm thinking... I'm gonna call the upset, guys. Denver beats the Saints. 27, 23, 20. Denver with a long field goal beats the Saints. Now you think I'm crazy? Come see me. Come see me on Sunday night when. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Only reason I'm saying this is the Saints. I've never seen them playing. Have you seen Sean Payton take a team up to Denver, uh, Pickles? Because I have not seen the Saints play in Denver in years. Uh, I can't remember the last time. It's it's the altitude. It's the defense. It's uh, you got a pretty athletic defense there that's good at stopping and run in Denver. Uh, now, of course, that so will so will the Saints, but the Saints may be on Austin tank. They're defensive players. The Saints, uh, Denver has a good kicker. Uh, I'm not in love with Drew Locke, guys. I'm just saying the Denver defense may may really throw Taysom Hill off there. Taysom Hill looked a little shaky. Remember, he was going against the Atlanta Falcons last week. If it's me, if it's me, if I feel that Taysom Hill is getting a little bit, uh, if he's if he's getting a little shaky back there and he's not making throws, I throw in Jameis Winston. It's a matchup game, guys. It's a, I like I like Texan Hill against Atlanta because he caught him off guard. But I would possibly throw Winston in this game because he can throw the ball better down the field. So don't be surprised if Denver doesn't get off to an early lead and Sean Payton has to go to uh um jameis winston because he's better at reading defenses so that's that's something to watch i'm thinking denver i think they pulled off the upset uh i think it'd be I think it'd be a wild upset uh yeah, saints are great defense um you could you can throw on them it's hard to run on the Saints but Denver they've got Boye they've got their pass rush Bradley Chubbs playing well uh, they their front line still playing pretty well. You see how they played against Miami last week. They rebounded from that from that Oakland from that Raider game, the Vegas Raiders. But that's I think I think Denver upsets the Saints this week. I think it's going to be a wild upset, and I think that there may be a call to bring Winston back as quarterback if he don't already come back in this game. Could be totally wrong. Uh, the Saints defense could go up there and play well. But there's something about that elevation and that young quarterback. I'm just not feeling at ease about that. And the Broncos have nothing to lose. They're going to they're gonna let it rip. The Saints defense will have to carry them, guys. And I'm not sure if their defense, they're going to be a tick off on the road like that. Okay, Ravens, uh, you got COVID-19 for many Raven players. Lamar Jackson, uh, Stiller should play well. By the way, Mike Tomlin, this is his second COVID crisis he's had to deal with. Uh, with, uh, uh, with 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 uh, Tennessee, they had a COVID crisis there. Remember, they had to reschedule the Tennessee-Steeler game. Uh, Mike Tomlin gets one of my Coach of the Year votes. Uh, I think he plays well. He coaches this team well. They go 11-0. Uh, not saying much because, you know, they're going to have Robert Griffin, probably a quarterback for the Ravens. But it is what it is. You've got two running backs out for the Ravens. So I I think that uh, it will be what it is. Okay, now Denver, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville and playing at uh, Cleveland. Big game for Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I think they're going to play pretty well. Good fantasy game there, Pickles. And uh, that'll be a good – okay, okay. Here's a good one now, guys. Now, Chargers-Bills. Bills coming off of a loss. I want to say the Bills had a bye last week. They play the Chargers at home. You got Josh Allen. This is a good fantasy, Dave. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Now, John Brown will be out, but you've got um, that McKenzie guy at, at wide receiver. Plus, you've got uh, Gabriel Davis there. We know about Diggs. And I like Zach Mott. Was, uh, was it Zach Ross, the running back there? Kind of coming into his own. So I think the Chargers lose another one. But this will be a duo of young quarterbacks here between Allen and Justin Herbert. Now, this is the early start time for the Chargers. They're playing at Buffalo. Buffalo coming off of a loss off of a fluke play there. Love me some Josh Allen there. Uh, I will take the Buffalo Bills at home. I know they have an offensive line injury, but I think Allen can wiggle his way out of that. Uh, Raiders-Falcons, good fantasy game there for the Raiders and the uh, Wallard and those guys. So I like I like the Raiders to continue to roll on the road. Okay, here's a big game. Biggest game of the week for AFC South. Okay. Tennessee and the Colts been back and forth on this particular game. Uh, the force Buckner is out because of COVID, and this Autry guy trying to look for that other page here because I had some more notes on it. But they have a they have a linebacker out uh, for the Colts. They have the force Buckner will be out for the Colts. Uh, Tennessee's running game has been picking up. Uh, One of their um, cornerbacks and their safety were sick this week, non-COVID-related, for the Colts. They came back late this week for practice. Uh, Tennessee has not matched up well. The last game, Tennessee got shut out in the second half. However, a lot of those players, including Justin Houston, uh, are just now coming back from injury. Some are being uh, coming back from a regular sickness. Some are... um, Simply got the COVID with Buckner. Tennessee goes up there and beats the Colts. My prediction uh, now the Colts are three point favorites here. Uh, Tennessee does not have a good pass rush. Could this go the other way? Because Phillip Rivers plays Tennessee really well. He could outduel Tennessee, he could outscore Tennessee. But I think Tennessee controls a lot of scrimmage here. Looks like they may have Schofield back and Ben Jones. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Malcolm Butler going to be back. Possibly may have a Dory Jackson back. Could be a last-minute field goal. Right, I'm thinking 23, something like that. 23-20, 19-17. 20, That's pretty close, Pickles. Take the under. The over and under is uh, 51. I don't know. I think I'll take the under there. I'll take the under, and I'll take Tennessee in those points. Could be a tight game. I think Tennessee pulls this off. If Tennessee loses this game, definitely got to take them not to win this division because the Colts have uh, have already beat Tennessee. So I'll take the under there. I think Tennessee comes up with the road win. Matt uh, Mike Vrabel has got this team over the hump where they've beaten foals that have had their number before. Last year they beat the Chargers with Phillip Rivers uh, when the Chargers had their number in the past. The the Patriots have had Tennessee's number in the past. He's beat the Patriots twice. Uh, He's He's a big game coach kind of guy. They beat Kansas City last year, and then they lost to Kansas City in the playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens used to have Tennessee's number. We had to change our number, Pickles, and they beat the Ravens two straight times, two straight years, so he's got that demon off their back of, we can't beat this team. So I think he's going to get one more demon off Tennessee's back Sunday because they got a little bit of luck because of the injuries and the uh, the fatigue factor of the, the Colts. I think Tennessee goes up there and beats them. Could be wrong. Colts, very highly rated defense at yards per game. Uh, I Will not shoot the Colts short. Could very much well go the other way. Uh, Other games, looks like Teddy Bridgewater may be back for the Panthers. Uh, Brady, uh, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, very young, still being talked about for head coaching jobs for the Carolina Panthers. Think he's still a little young. Probably need to work another two or three years under Matt Rule and this Panther team. That being said, Thielen's out, but no problem. You've got Dalvin Cook. I think he has a huge fantasy day against the Panthers at home. They're coming off of a loss. So I think they play well. Another upset I'm calling for, Pickles, and everybody watching. Uh, Arizona at at uh, New England. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, I know they have better weapons, but I don't think Kyler Murray can outsmart Bill Belichick's defense, and I don't think Cliff Kingsbury can outcoach Bill Belichick in Foxborough. It's an early start time that's in Foxborough, uh they're two point favorites, Arizona. You're gonna give me the uh you're gonna give me the Patriots with two points at home against this team who has issues running the ball. So I definitely see the Patriots winning this game. Who thought they would beat the Ravens? I didn't think they would. Are you trying to tell me that they're more talented than the Ravens, this Arizona team? Maybe a wide receiver, maybe throw it down the hill. But they've got Stephen Gilmore back there, cornerback. Uh, look at the Houston game. That was a road game. They had some injuries there. That was a little bit more flukish. I think the Patriots and this defense. I think they 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 corrected some things that they got wrong last year, last week, and they beat Arizona at home. Uh, Bill Belichick. Every time you write Belichick off, he comes up with a big win at home. Remember. How many of those big games has he lost at home? They lost to Seattle at Seattle. They lost to Houston at Houston. I thought Miami would destroy them at home. Miami beat them at home last year. Didn't happen this year. Uh, now, Buffalo beat them. The Buffalo's just, you know, or then again, I think that was in Buffalo. So they're pretty good at home, actually. They beat the Raiders, everybody. Who would have thought they'd beat the Raiders? The Raiders beat the freaking Saints. The Raiders have beat the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Raiders were four points for Kansas City in the next game. Raiders won at Cleveland, a playoff team. They're pretty good. Who beat the Raiders? Who ran all over the Raiders? I don't know. It was Foxboro, New England Patriots. That's who beat the Raiders. So I think the Patriots will beat this Arizona team at home as well. Now, I know that you have injuries at running back there. I know Burkhead's out. But you got Damon Williams. Um, Who's the other guy? Uh, Damon Harris, I think his name. Uh, James White. They're going to find running backs. I think New England beats this team at home, and he shocks the world. Okay? All righty, then. Is there any more notes in my phone? Okay. One writer is calling this Tyson fight. It's uh, both players. He's saying this, um, is he a writer or a promoter? This is British promoter here is trying to dog out. Uh, the Tyson and um, Roy Jones Jr. exhibition. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, in life you can do, I, I just think that you shouldn't let other people define you. You know, if they want to go out there and beat on their heads at 53, 54 years old, that's their prerogative. You know, if I'm out of money and I want to make some money, it's my prerogative. I'll probably watch the fight. I think Tyson will win it, probably in the third or fourth round, if before that. But it could go the other way. Depends on how quickly and in good shape. I think Roy Jones is a few years younger than Tyson. I know there's a weight difference here. But my thing is, if they want to go do that, that's their prerogative. I think it'll be a decent fight. Tyson looks like he's in great shape. Roy Jones Jr. hadn't got that far out of shape. I get it that they're a little bit past their prime. Now they're going to sanction this as an actual fight. It wasn't going to be an expedition, excuse me. But I I just don't, you know, of course they're both past their prime, but I'm not one of these people that have these certain rules like, you know, you got to do this for this, this for that. No, don't let other people in life define you, you know. Uh, who says that you can't fight? If, if this party agrees to fight and this party agrees to fight, let them fight. In other words, don't don't do what people want you to do. Do whatever you want to do. You know, I mean, I think it's just it's a free country. If you got a market to do it, let the fighters fight. You know, who comes up with these rules anyways? You know, I mean, it, it, it's it's my it's my health. It's his health. Uh, Yeah, we need the money. So what? Hey, it's their profession, you know. So uh, I, I, I think that's, um. I knew somebody was going to come out with that. They're too old to be fighting. What a disgrace. Well, sir, I got bills to pay. You know, I don't care if they're 150 years old. If people pay to watch them fight, let them fight. They got gloves on. They got, uh, you know, uh, who who, who are you to tell me what to do? Who's telling me? I got a a regional accent, but I'm still going to be the number one sports talk show host because I don't listen to uh, what other people say about me. I got more substance. I think the same thing about Tyson, best shape he's been at in years. He could go in there and lay an egg and look awful. Roy Jones Jr. could too. But that being said, they're both skillful fighters, and it's their prerogative. It's their background. I don't see any reason why anybody else should. uh, Yeah, Tyson doesn't struggle with shorter fighters. I think he'll fight well. Uh, If it was a a tall guy like a Lennox Lewis with the reach, uh, I would have a totally different opinion. I won a hundred dollars in that Lewis Lennox Lewis fight when I was living in New York back in 2002. It's a great night. I worked security for the uh, Belmont Stakes that night, pickles, and then I won a hundred dollars. I took Lennox Lewis in that fight. Um, great night, and I love Tyson. He's short like me. Uh, he's a fighter like myself. Uh, loved the fight in high school or in school uh, to fight up, beat up the bullies and stuff. But uh, I just love love his style. Uh, Tyson was one of my favorites, but I had to call him like I seen it. And He's always struggled with skillful, taller fighters, and that is not Roy Jones Jr. He's a shorter fighter. Tyson could knock him out. If I'm Roy Jones, you want to stick and move. Don't let him get too close to you, okay? But I think Tyson will probably win, probably the third to fifth round. My guess is we'll go in between. How about fourth round, okay? Anyways, guys, I will see you. If you like my show, share it. I'll be back here Sunday. We'll talk a little fantasy. I'll be on the Mac and Jack podcast. uh, Facebook show on, uh, I'll be on their show on Sunday uh, at 8 a.m. Central Time. We'll be talking about whatever that they want to. Probably the same topics here. Maybe a few different angles. Anyways, have a good one, everybody. I will see you. Fantasy Show 11 p.m. Central 7 a.m. Central time and of course my big show Sunday at um it'd be Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central time and of course uh Hit Shield Hit Shield is a uh it's a skull cap that can prevent you from getting concussion 85% go to hitshield.com And see the demonstrations. They brought in uh, the testimonials. uh, Hit shield with two Ts. Coupon code Sports Scope. Make a great Christmas present. Get 10% off at $79.99. You get 10% off that. Knock $8 off. That takes care of your shipping. Good for a bike helmet. Good for playing uh, soccer. And they've also got many other... Uh, items. Hitshield.com. Everybody have a good one. Everybody, I'm gonna get off here and watch a little bit of the uh, replay of the last dance. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, Periscope. Thank you, podcast.